0: Well, welcome back, everybody, to Sex and Couples Therapy with the Happy Ending Therapist. I'm Donna Harris Richards, LICSW and CST, that's Licensed Independent Clinical Social Worker and Certified Sex Therapist. And I'm a sex therapist, couples therapist, family therapist. And I'm here for our podcast today with my wonderful producer, Vicki. How are you, Vicki?
1: I'm wonderful. Oh, great. How
0: are you? I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> How great, how great. I'm thrilled to see to see and hear that you're wonderful. Yay, with that bright, shining smile she has. <laughs> Someday people might see you and your shining smile. I'm a lucky gal. So I just want to say that the mission of Sex and Couples Therapy here is to help individuals, couples, and families embrace and integrate sex-positive thinking into daily life for optimal health, including sexual health and wellness, and mental health and wellness. We go for annual mammograms, gynecological exams, prostate exams for physical sexual health. We owe ourselves checkups on the emotional and mental aspects of health, sexual health, for optimal health and wellness. And, you know, sexuality is sort of at the core of who we are as humans. So it's all part of the integral... um, Uh, existence of us as human beings so it's just really important and and I don't want folks to forget about it it brings a lot of pleasure and loveliness in life so this is what we focus on here so what's going on with you my dear it's been a little while how are you doing are you growing things are you enjoying weather are you planting are you I know you are uh, an athletic gal and you're running around out on the field doing your thing and working and you're busy lady how's it all going
1: I'm a busy, busy bee. Um, My allergies are killing me today, so I apologize for my sniffles.
0: (laughs) Oh, no worries.
1: We've had all the windows open, and it's just pollen everywhere. Oh, but no, it's been good. Just, I did actually. I planted some tomatoes and some peppers over the weekend, and some flowers. So that's fun. Ooh, ooh. nice. What kind of flowers? Um, to be honest, I'm not actually sure. So (laughs) I went and I got um a butterfly mix like a pollinator friendly mix nice I got two of those and I just kind of experimented and I mixed them together all in the same pot Mm. so Mm, lovely I I don't know what kind of flowers they are oh that's all right but you'll have lots of color I'm sure huh yeah so I did them in two big pots that we can you know move around the yard and great yeah how about you how was your weekend
0: uh my weekend was really nice um (laughs) This is funny. I wasn't going to say anything, but um, I've been telling folks who are calling. So, you know, I fractured my right wrist. I fell and um, I broke it, fractured it, et cetera. Um, And I was worried about doing a gig. You know, my husband and I play together. Um, But I I did it. (laughs) And I just instead of playing percussion with my right hand, you know, I sing and I play percussion. I just played with my left hand and, you know, I was reticent about it. And then I realized afterwards I was glad I did it because I think I would have been sad if I didn't. And it ended up just being really fun. Friends came. It was a lovely just social gathering. And with COVID, you know, it's been so isolating that it was was fun. It was really fun. And I've been also just trying to rest a lot because, you know, when you break something, you really need a lot of rest to recover so it was good the weather was gorgeous um we have discovered that we have cardinals a cardinal nest in our yard Ooh. so that was like a huge part of sitting sunday morning it was beautiful we think we have two female cardinals vying to make a nest um no way. <clears throat> yeah and my husband's pretty good with birds and identifying them and he said yeah that's not a male and a female that's two females Uh, vying for a nest so we have a bird feeder this really cool old-fashioned bird feeder that is so tiny on the bottom that it will only hold birds not squirrels which is great um so anyway they were making this swooping pattern over and over flying from the bird feeder back to where the nest is along with blue jays i mean i was in bird heaven
1: that's awesome do you have the um the audubon society has an app on your phone, oh. where you can look at all the different types of birds and cool. Yeah. Oh, cool. Oh, I'll keep that in mind. Thank yeah. you. I'll send you a link. Oh, wonderful! <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> all right, folks. We have so many birds out here too. We love it. So.
0: Oh yeah, beautiful. And the bird calls are just gorgeous. I love. I love the cardinal bird call.
1: Really, really. I love neat. cardinals. There's a cardinal right outside the window right now. He's on the bench <gasps> over there, just hanging out. Oh, nice. Do you think it's a bright just male
0: one. or do you think it's female? A little darker.
1: No, I think it's a male. It's a bright, bright red. Oh, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah.
0: Stunning. Yeah. yeah, I think I'm ready to get into birding. I, I actually admire bird watchers. so it's, Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it's very <laughs> mindful. Right? It's very uh, relaxing and lovely. So so um, I guess we'll just kind of do a dive in here. We're going to talk today about how to be an LGBTQIA plus ally and friend. I think it's a wonderful topic. Um And, uh, yeah, so we'll be talking about that today. We'll be talking about it on the next uh, podcast as well. We have about 10 points we want to focus on, right? So we'll look at maybe five or so today and maybe five or so next time. But it's really, really important, especially in light of what's going on in Florida with the, uh, you know, with the bill down there and um, all kinds of stuff going on in our country today. So more important than ever, um, what I wanted to start out with is why it's so important. So as you know, we've talked about before, there's a terrific website, the Trevor Project. And the Trevor Project um, gives some very uh, helpful and important statistics on suicidality uh, among LGBTQ youth. And I want to make it really clear from the get-go here that LGBTQ, youth, as they say on the website, are not inherently prone to suicide risk because of their orientation, sexual orientation or gender identity, but rather because of how they're mistreated and stigmatized in society. So that's a really important thing. Um, and, you know, if if, you're, if they're not feeling accepted, then of course it's, you know, going to lead to anxiety, depression, and, you know, then it's they're at higher risk for Again, you know, feeling that they may want to suicide or have thoughts of suicide or commit suicide, completed. Um So suicide is the second leading cause of death among young people aged 10 to 24. This is according to a, a Hedegaard, Curtin, and Warner uh, survey of 2018. And lesbian, gay, bisexual, trans- transgender, queer, and questioning youth are significantly at increased risk. In fact, they are more than four times as likely to attempt suicide than their peers, according to a study in 2019 and 20. So, you know, it's that's fairly current. Um, even in Massachusetts here, as uh, liberal as we are in the Northeast, these statistics are still, um, these, these LGBTQ youth are at high risk, you know, something like, yeah. you know, 50%. And you, you wouldn't think so, but it's true. So how can we be accepting and loving and a good friend and a good ally? Um, the first point, um, I got some of these from Glad, the website, a really helpful uh, website, G-L-A-A-D.org. Um, You know, and I think this is good stuff because it's important in any relationship. You know, we all have differences, right? So no matter if you're in a a same-sex relationship or an opposite sex relationship or, or whatever your relationship is you know whether you're a friend or your a co-worker um, it's important to respect each other's differences right and give dignity to those around us so um, the first point I think is important and you'll uh, assume that you'll agree with Vicki I'm sure is um, don't make assumptions that your friends family or co-workers are straight someone close to you could be looking for support and coming out so not making assumptions and being open will give this the person the space that they need to do that, right? Um and again, you know, the high rate of suicidality is important to remember to to be accepting and and loving and and there and listening. Um and cultivating a willing a, a sort of a open-mindedness. You know, we just did a little uh Instagram 15-second uh, reel about that. Um it's really important. So, you know, and that comes up in in Sessions with couples a lot is about not making assumptions because assumptions really get us in trouble, right? The whole mind-reading thing. If you think your partner can read your mind or you think you can read your partner's mind, it's a mistake. It's a slippery slope. Yeah. It's important to be clear and and not do that. Um, There is such a thing in relationship as mind mapping, as David Schnark talks about, uh, where we can read our partner to some degree, but sometimes we're not reading them correctly. So, you know, this this is not about that necessarily. This is not about, you know, couples therapy. This is more about, you know, again, how to be a good supporter and friend and ally of those who are different than you, who may, you know, be lesbian or gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, questioning, intersex, all that.
1: And it starts even when you're talking to to kids or, you know, high school-aged students or college-age students instead of assuming... I hear it all the time. Oh, do, you know, and I think it's so silly. Oh, do they have any little boyfriends? Or, oh, do they have any little girlfriends? You know, when you're talking to mm. a little boy, just assuming that there might be another little girl that they think is cute, you know, say mm. instead of saying that, say anyone. You know, do you think anyone's cute? Or, you mm. know, do you, any, does anybody interest you? Like those types of things I'm hearing more and more of people being more intentional about being more open and that makes me happy yeah. especially when you're talking to especially when you're talking to somebody that might be 16, 17, 18 that's still figuring it out or sure you know anything like that it makes me happy to hear so.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely, because we have to also keep in mind, you know, there are lots of folks out there who are non-binary, right? They're not necessarily, Mm -hmm. you know, they don't consider themselves necessarily one thing or another. They're they're just, they are who they are, and we want to really dignify folks for just being who they are and not labeling, right, and not putting, not trying to fit people. What does it fit a, you know, a a square peg into a round hole? I mean, that makes us comfortable. It doesn't make other people comfortable necessarily so that's great yeah i agree i think that's good um there was a story that i read this morning and i thought oh how apropos that we're recording this today um in the washington post a young woman a lovely sounding young woman named nicolette solomon um she was a teacher in florida no more unfortunately i believe she's in her late 20s and because of the um the bill down in Florida, you know, they've nicknamed the Don't Say Gay Bill, but it's the anti-LGBTQ rights uh, bill down there. Um, She uh, has left teaching, which is just incredibly sad. Um, She was a wonderful teacher and someone who could be there for, um, her students, if they, elementary school teacher, you know, they would hand her notes like saying, you know, uh, there was one note in particular, um, I think it was a little boy handed her saying, I, I think that I have discovered that I'm gay and she could be an opening for these kids. Um, but she has left teaching because, uh, she figured I'm, she didn't say this in the article, but it's the idea of, you know, I'm going to walk before they make me run. Um, So she's left teaching completely. Uh, It's just really too bad. She lives in Miami, Miami area. Um, She and her wife, Haley, uh, I think live near a very LGBTQ friendly area of Coconut Grove. That's near Miami, I believe. Um, and so their community, a very small slice of the community is very accepting and, and really terrific. But in the teaching world, it's just something that, you know, she has encountered people coming up to her and saying things like, uh, I understand that you're, you know, married to a woman and I am, I am not in favor of that. That doesn't work for me. <laughs> and you know, she just, she's quoted in the article as just, you know, responding to them saying, uh, uh, okay. And then walking away. I mean, how, how uncomfortable can you imagine?
1: Right. Imagine, like, right, because somebody else has to live their life strictly to make you comfortable. I just, I <laughs> right, it's just not okay. It's uh, not no. okay. And the fact that people just openly say that to her, like, just as if they have the right to,
0: right? I mean, I, no- I mean,
1: I guess people can say whatever they want, but it's just
0: well they can't that's awful
1: except that's
0: awful <laughs> you know it starts it's we have to be very careful about bordering on hateful hateful actions
1: exactly i'm like imagine somebody just coming up to you and being like i don't like the you're a sex and couples therapist and you're like okay
0: <laughs> yeah i mean listen i had my, that fear myself when i started studying this i thought oh boy you know, is this really going to turn people off or drive people away? And then I realized over time, you know, that you can't live your life like that. You know, you you have to just do what's in your heart. And, um, you know, she's she's doing what's in her heart, which I think is, <laughs> I mean, she is and she is. And what's in her heart is to is to be an amazing teacher, which she is. But um, she also has to live her life. You know, she's now in the article as they talk about trying to get pregnant. Um with Haley, her wife, and she just doesn't want to have to deal with all that stress, understandably. Um, luckily, her wife, I think her wife is in technology and she works from home. So that's that's good. I I get the feeling they're not leaving Florida, but she has left teaching, which, again, is very unfortunate. Um, she got lots of letters. It was really so sweet to see all the letters she received from from students and parents um, They're really wanting her to stay. The student's saying, is there anything we can do to make you stay? I mean, it's just, it's a heartbreaker. So that's just going to happen a lot. A lot of wonderful teachers have already left the profession in Florida, and a lot are are leaving because they they don't want to get fired, you know, because of this new law. And I think that's, I think we have our, I think we have our sense of values all backwards here, folks. So. Um, I have heard folks say that they think DeSantis in Florida is for the people. And I don't see that to be the case. Yeah, in that case. So, all right, moving on, how to be, a second point about how to be a good ally and friend to LGBTQIA folks. Um, Oh, yeah, as we said before, cultivate open-mindedness, right? Find out what it is about this that makes you uncomfortable. And try to get comfortable with someone else's difference, differences, right? It's it that takes work, it takes effort, it doesn't come naturally. And that's a lot of what I'm working with people um, in relationships, um, you know, putting in effort, doing things when it's not convenient. That's, that's loving. Those are loving actions. So if we're going to be loving and we're going to be supportive, it it takes a little bit more energy than what comes naturally. Yeah. So learning to listen is another way of developing ourselves, you know, because we can learn um, if we listen. You know, lots of folks are, myself included when I was young, um, lots of folks are just uh, talking and then waiting to talk rather than actually listening you know and listening requires really being in the moment i think and being mindful that's why it's really great to <laughs> do some of these things we were talking about earlier right being outside you know bird watching being in nature um we know that actually it's interesting there were i read an article recently when i was doing lots of downtime with my fractured wrist um an article about the ways that people are happiest and the three top ones well four actually were Being in nature, um, having sex, exercising, and gardening are the times or the activities that when people are doing them, they say they feel they're happiest. I love that. Yeah. So learning to listen just sort of requires the ability to develop ourselves at really being in the moment and taking in what someone is saying. It's actually really nice because it gives you a chance to get out of yourself Right and focus on someone else. You probably have this, right? I mean, when I talk with my close friends, um, and I'm listening to them and we're kind of talking about their stuff versus my stuff, it takes me out of my head. I mean it's part of what I like about being a therapist. I'm helping other people. It it takes me away from me. And I and I like that.
1: Yeah. I think it's good. And I think especially when you're when you're listening to you know, a friend or, or somebody else, especially with things that maybe you're not experiencing, but they're experiencing, like it, it creates that safe space for them where they do feel comfortable, you know, coming to you and talking to you and having you really listen to what's going on in their lives, and mm. you know, helps you see things from a different perspective. Because you know, when I when I talk to my friends that are a member of the LGBTQIA plus community. It's the base of everything is so similar, but it's also so different at the same time. And I think it's so nice just to be able to talk about it and give them a space where they can open up because I know I love to have a space where I can open up, Mm. but just also validate that, you know, everything that they're going through is valid and that it's it's things that we're not experiencing. You know what I mean? Like as a Mm -hmm. straight, you know, cis white female, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm not experiencing that same level of fear when it comes to, you know, my friends that do live in Florida. Mm. You know, and it's I uh, just being there for them and letting them talk and vent and you know, not telling them what to do but just giving them a space to to let it out is mm. it's important, you know.
0: Yeah, absolutely. No, I agree and and I I feel the same way as a straight white cis female, you know, with <laughs> friends and folks and loved ones who live in Florida. um, Yeah, it's, it's, it's important just to be there and to be a sounding board and to listen. And um, the next point on our little list here uh, is, is about developing a willingness to talk. And, you know, people often know what it is they need. So here, here's a point of relief for our listeners out there. Um, if you're worried that you won't know what to say or how to advise or how to be a support, um, you can worry less because you can always say to your, you know, coworker, friend, family member, etc. Um, you know, what do you think you need? You know, what what do you think? What do you think would make you feel better, right? Or like that? Um, or less anxious? Or happier? What what would? What do you think you need? Um, because People inherently know <laughs> what makes them feel less anxious or happier or better. Um, and if they don't know, well, then, you know, they don't know. But people come to it eventually. And um, you don't have to be the the one who has all the answers. I think, again, this is why it's hard for people to engage in conversation. Sometimes they, again, there's fear around being uncomfortable with what doesn't come naturally to you, right? If you're hetero or um you know straight um and it may make you comfortable this world of of being lesbian or gay or bisexual or transgender um or queer or questioning and so it's about your own comfort level so if you can start to shed that and yeah like you Vicky like think of it like hey I'm learning something as I'm talking to people who are different
1: and i just you know the same way the same way that you would ask Any other person? Well, are you looking for comfort or are you looking for solutions? You know what I mean. Like that's Mm. my favorite. That's my go-to. Are we? Yeah. Are we looking for comfort or are we looking for solutions? You know what I mean. And and letting them dictate how the conversation goes, and and then just respecting that and being a good friend the same way that you would to anybody else. It's just to to me it seems very natural, (laughs) but you know it's yeah. Well, you've been doing it a long time. I
0: think. I think that you have. You've had good guidance. Your mom's a therapist, right? I don't know whether that plays into it, but you're just also smart. I think
1: so. But I, <laughs> you know, I think we also. I also grew up, you know, with members of the LGBTQI plus community being a part of my life for as long as I can remember. So I, yeah, it it never seemed like anything um, mm-hmm. difficult for me to to comprehend. Yes. But yes, and I don't know if that sounds weird in any way. I don't. I don't mean it no. to sound like strange, but Not at um, really.
0: no, you're shaped. Yeah. I mean, you're you
1: when you grow up steeped in like
0: I grew up in New York City, right? I grew up in the theater community and music community. Yeah, same thing, shaped and steeped yeah. in so many people who were just so different and finding that
1: yeah interesting. Like, why Why would you treat them any differently than you know? The little old lady that lives next door. I don't understand. That's they're people. Just treat people with respect.
0: <laughs> sure, and the little old lady but, uh, next door with her you know, little old lady roommate, they may be lovers and you never thought of it. Yeah. Right? yeah. But you're right, you know, it's true. Yeah. Why treat them differently? Um and, and Glad goes on to say when they talk about this point four, developing a willingness to talk, they say, Think of it like supporting loved ones regarding challenging topics such as grief and loss illness separation and divorce right those are all things that you're like you're saying these differences can make us uncomfortable um Mm -hmm. but if we do so we can focus on similarities in the relationship like the things that challenge us all right the things that we have in common um, versus our differences and we can care for each other's well-being in that way you know um and sort of we can I say this a lot with families when i'm when i'm doing um therapy or or coaching with families to to really focus more on your interests rather than your differences. you know you can support your differences, but if you focus on on your interests and you know this idea that we all go through grief, we all go through loss, we all go through all that stuff of life, illness you know um focus on that focus on what what we all go through and how challenging it could be, even though it might be a, a different shape, right, or a different color. It's still the same inherent struggle. It's just in a different form. That's all. Yeah. Um, and one of the ways, as you're pointing to, which is really good, and I think I'm pointing to, but you brought it up, is surrounding yourself with people, right? So if you grow up around folks who are LGBTQIA+, Um or, or or you know in, in folks who are different, if you are inclusive and like invite them to hang out with you, right, and your friends and family, then you you begin to make a connection, and it's not so scary or you know full of fear.
1: Or and support them too. Like I have a I have a friend who um, she is currently by the time this airs it'll probably have passed but she's doing um a lot of different she's wow i can't remember what she's calling them she's in like these big queer gatherings in boston Mm -hmm. and it's for strictly for you know members of the of the community that identify themselves as queer and questioning so that they can be with people that they can like you know feel comfortable and have like this big environment and it's wonderful and then she's doing another one specifically for the BIPOC community Mm. and then she's doing she's doing all of these different events and she um it it has invited us to go she's like come come be supportive come be a part of it come meet people and talk to people and and I think it's amazing and I'm like absolutely like donating to her to her thing so she can you know like have a dj and all that kind of stuff and oh
0: great so yeah I mean it's really about Again, all that stuff we just talked about, right? Not making assumptions, you know, cultivating being more open-minded, you know, learning to listen. Um, Listening is just really listening. You don't have to say much. You could just, you know, just, "Mm -hmm, uh uh-huh, you know, making eye contact and, you know, shaking your head. Um, And if, you know, if the person wants to know what you think, they'll, they'll probably ask you, hey, what do you think? (laughs) um and then you can say just like you said vicky i love that too i i use that a lot which is well um you know are you looking for just support or are you looking for kind of advice and and what i would do or how i would handle it you know like that um so so learning to listen and again developing this willingness to talk um and being inclusive, right, and inviting LGBTQIA folks to hang out with you, surround yourself with people who are different. Um, again, we talked about this recently, but I think it was Mark Twain who said, "You know, traveling is the antidote to bias and discrimination." So when we experience other cultures um, and we are we allow ourselves to to be immersed in in different experiences, we begin to become different people we develop ourselves in that way so really important 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 stuff so uh thank you so much for joining us today everybody um hope you'll come on back for our second part about this um again please feel free to look at the trevor project website or glad.org PFLAG is another good resource out there um, and so being a good LGBTQIA plus ally and friend is really important. And thank you so much for tuning in today, and we appreciate it. So um, feel free to find us on Facebook at the Sex and Couples Therapist, uh, on Instagram at the Happy Ending Therapist. Feel free to call the office, which is 508-990-9909, Or go to the website, www.sexandcouplestherapy.com. And remember, folks, always make time for pleasure, play, and passion. Catch you next time.